Well, good morning, church. God is good? And all the time? Amen. I almost forgot the second half of that. Well, it is a joy to be here. I know several people are still coming in. You may be thinking, uh, you know, this is totally different than any Sunday morning that we have had. And some people still get to life group a little bit late. So they may be coming in the door. Uh, I still don't see my wife here yet, which, you know, that's not uncommon. Um, don't tell her I said that when she gets in. But if you're out in the lobby, if you'll come on in, I know that uh, there was a few people still out there um, looking at some of the mission booths and awesome. All right, well, we are going to get started. As uh, Can y'all bring me down just a little bit? I'm like real hot in these uh, monitors. There we go. So we're going to get started today. We're going to first just begin with prayer. Uh, as we, last week I shared on Matthew 28, uh, the Great Commission, and this week we are talking about uh, our local partnerships here in Mobile, Alabama. One of the things I like to tell people is that we need to own our city. And when I say we need to own our city, I'm not talking about Luke 4.18 needs to own our city. I'm talking about the church, the body of Christ in the city of Mobile needs to own this city. All of us together. And so I'm super excited about today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we begin. Father, what a joy that we can come in here this morning together as the body of Christ. Father, as we are all here today because of the blood of Jesus Christ that was poured out upon the cross, and praise God, three days later, you rose from the dead, conquering death, hell, and the grave. Well, Father, we're here today having a missions conference because we are called to go and to share that good news with our city. We're called to go and, and tell everyone about the gospel. Now, Father, I pray today that we would all hear that we all have the same, the same calling the same longing and passion to make your name known. Father, our desire today is for each of us to, to hear and see how we can also serve and come alongside these ministry partners 
How we can be an Aaron and a Hur who lifts up the arms of Moses. May we too lift up the arms of our ministry partners. Now, Father, we love you, we praise you, we give you all glory and honor. For it's in your precious and holy name. Amen. Well, church, as I shared with you last week, a healthy church is a church that glorifies God by being disciples who make disciples of all nations through the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to remind you that one who is a disciple must be one who is placing Christ first in all things of their life. The one who's following the teachings, as we talked about serving, following the teachings of Christ. One who bears fruit through the power of the Holy Spirit and one who shares the gospel of Christ. And so today we're going to have time for our ministry partners for us to share with you about uh, what they're doing within the city and how you can be a part as a life group, as a community Remember, it, it begins with us abiding in Christ, knowing Christ as Lord and Savior, us growing as a disciple, and then us going. As we say at Luke 4.18, know Christ intimately, grow in Christ daily, and go in Christ throughout the world. Community groups and life groups, um, as you hear of our ministry partners today, I pray that you would pray and think through how you could go as a community group, as a life group, and partner with uh, one of them today. That you could go and serve and be a part. Now, I'll share with you, uh, as I share with our leadership team, I don't like the word volunteer because we're all called to serve. We're all called to serve. As Jesus took up the towel and he began to serve his disciples, and so we too are called to serve. Now today, I do want to start by just sharing this. We have uh, two uh, ministries here that uh, the uh, leader uh, is at Luke 418 as a member. We have Joe and Patty McDonald. They're here. Would you all come on up? And then Wayne and Joy Dorsett, which are not here because he is an interim pastor, so he's not here on Sundays. They are here. I'm going to let them just begin by uh, the reason that they don't have a booth in the back is because... Today, we've asked everybody who is in this city, in, uh, in Mobile, who is doing ministry here. And their ministry is nationwide and worldwide, right? Y'all have it in multiple countries. And so uh, I want you just to share briefly, Joe, about the ministry that y'all are doing um, throughout the nation and the world. Amen. Well, as they are, uh, the NFL is doing their, they always say you're on the clock. You're on the clock, so. I'm on the clock, so I'll talk fast. I told David, for you guys that have been here for a while, when we had our first uh, missions conference meeting, before we ever had this church, Greg Wolf called me. And he said, for you folks that were here, I know some of you guys probably are on the committee. He said, won't you come and make a presentation at our first meeting? We got five minutes. So I got, okay. Boy, I got all excited. I showed up. I didn't get five minutes. I got about 30 seconds, and he took over. Anyway, we have a ministry, we're in our 19th year full-time ministry, a ministry of evangelism, education, and encouragement. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, evangelism, up until a couple of years ago with the pandemic, we were traveling all over the world. We were dealing with 3,000 or more kids a year and 1,000 adults in all kinds of cultures, evangelizing them in terms of telling them about Jesus and a lot of the dark places that we spent with are with at-risk kids. 
children's in Louisiana, a youth camp. So we get a lot of opportunities, mostly remote is what we do, uh, opportunities to share Jesus all over the world in a lot of different cultures, which is very interesting. Education-wise, we lit the mission of hope. Here's this wonderful group sitting down. Here we were at this Tuesday night. We had about 60 guys. We teach the fathering course, the power of the Father's legacy, the power of the Father's blessing, and the power of the Father's words. And we really have an opportunity. We've been out there for quite a few years now, and it's been a real blessing. Education-wise, we also have to travel. We teach people how to do remote, remote evangelism with artwork, drama, music, uh, games, and that sort of thing, too. Because a lot of people want to do it, but they don't know how. Especially if you go out on the sidewalk somewhere or a dirt road someplace to try to gather people. And the encouragement, I'll say this about ministries in my experience and my wife of 50 years, and who I'm well pleased, Patty, you know, <laughs> street, whatever you want. And by the way, it's not going to cost you a dime for us to be here. We're going to pay our way. You don't have to treat us. You don't have to entertain us. We're here to work. So that's what we do, and we're going to continue to do. And we appreciate y'all and Luke Boy team because y'all been a blessing. Amen. Well, I want you, I want, before y'all go down, let me just say this. So one of the things that was on my heart uh, several years ago is that our number one, uh, who we support the most, needs to be our members. And so um, when many of y'all know that we have a missions team and, and we uh, give 15% of every dollar that comes into Luke 418 to missions, I think it's over $2 million at this point that has been given to missions. And the ones who we support at the highest level are those who are members of Luke 418 because they're an extension of the body of Christ here. And so I'm just so thankful for y'all and thank y'all for being here this morning. Amen. So to our ministry partners who uh, are all here in Mobile, thank you for being here. What a joy and honor to have y'all. And you're all going to get to go to their booths here in just a short time uh, to hear even more. But I want to take a moment to introduce each of them to you and kind of uh, what all they are doing. I do ask that you would think in your mind for about, if I, at the end of me sharing, that you have about 15 to 30 seconds to share just a need that y'all may have that Luke 418 could be a part of. I'm telling you now so that you're not having to think about it uh, in that moment. Um, and because of time, uh, it will be about 30 seconds if that's okay. Um, but we're going to start with the Alabama Baptist Children's Home. If y'all would come up, this is Rick West and Haley Walker uh, from the Alabama Baptist Children's Home. Uh, gotten to know Rick pretty well and... Uh, just a, a wonderful, wonderful ministry. Alabama Baptist Children has meant so much to me personally in my life, especially through the counseling service uh, that they have. What's the name of that? Always Pathways. 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 So the Alabama Baptist Children Home has existed for 131 years. Um, their mission is to protect, nurture, restore children and family through Christ-centered services. They do this by providing homes for the children, educational service, family assistance, and professional counseling. Luke 418 has donated throughout the year supplies, hygiene products, um, done service projects that I did come to, though Randy tells people I didn't come to it. Um, I was there in a suit, right? In a suit. You were there. Um, they needed some, some extra material, so I showed up. I was going to a funeral. 
um, and I had my suit on and everything. Um, they said that was a great excuse for me to leave. Uh, and so we have been supporting, I think, for the last 13 uh, or so years. They did share with us that uh, Luke 418 is in the top 25 of supporters throughout the state um, that gives and helps with Alabama Baptist Children's Home. One of the ways that they've shared with us that we could help and be a part is to pray for them. I think that that goes unspoken for all the ministries here. The greatest thing we can do is pray, church. We can't do anything until we've prayed. For us to come uh, and see the facilities, land, uh, lawn care, landscaping, uh, sod, which I didn't bring sod, I brought uh, mulch, that's what it was, yes. Um, Life groups could help with gift bags um, for the foster kids. Uh, they occasionally need office help, uh, provide meals, diapers, training pants, um, respite care. They have what they call day one gift bags, day one closet uh, for the children and family. And uh, is there anything that you'd like to share uh, just about possibly a need or something that we could do or help with? Or did that cover it all? Or? <laughs> Stole our thunder. <laughs> just say like he said pray serve give um you can do something like coordinate a prayer walk on our campus um, Mm -hmm. or be a prayer partner um there are many ways to serve many opportunities on our campus with our children and then giving opportunities as well um being a financial donor or um gathering items on our needs list amen and didn't you tell me that the alabama baptist children's home is the largest Largest provider to foster. Largest provider to foster. We have 6,000 kids in the state that need services, and we we, uh, function throughout a year about a 10%, which is the single largest provider for DHR. Wow. Amen. Well, thank you all for being here. Amen. Next, we have Christian Medical Ministry of South Alabama. Dwayne Baxter is here. Now, one of the cool things uh, about... Christian Medical Ministry is uh, Miss Faye, Dr. Faye, was on your board at one time, is that correct? And also went down to the Amazon River uh, and did missions with y'all uh, down there. So uh, the Christian Medical Ministry of South Alabama, is uh, they're, the people group that they're reaching is medical students in allied health at the University of South Alabama. Share with me just a little bit how that, how that works with the those from South Alabama. Yeah, if you can imagine a college ministry, a campus ministry for medical and allied health uh, students in a time where they transition, life is really difficult. Uh, Now you're facing a book, and so, uh, and that becomes your life for many years. And so we're there to, for the ones who know Jesus, to help spur them on. Some said, I want to be a doctor in Jesus' name. Well, you're going to need some help along the way. And then there's ones that, hey, I was in church when I was young, but maybe an undergrad, I still identify as a believer, you know, so we come along, inspire them, give them Bible studies, help them work out their faith as, it, uh, as they learn medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those who don't know Jesus, uh, we provide them another opportunity while they're in school, while the books have hit them hard, while their lives have changed to hear the good news of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. So one of the uh, one when you were sharing that, uh, uh, some of us are go to the gym together. And we we've met a guy who's in his doctorate studying, and he said, "I'll come visit 
once I get through all this because they're literally in the books like uh, all the time. So they do mentoring the students in small groups. They have 11 to 12 groups going, conferences statewide. Uh, they have mission trips to the Dominican Republic, uh, June and December, and Rwanda in February. Um, as I shared with you about uh, Ms. Fay, uh, Dr. Fay, how she has also served with them. Um, and some of the ways that we could help uh, was just mentors or healthcare providers to to go on trips, donate financially, to sponsor students for upcoming medical support. Can you think of anything else that you could share about uh, in 30 seconds about how they could come alongside and support? Yeah, you know, I, I think if you wanted to provide a meal or open your home up, we'd have opportunities to, for a small group to visit. Uh, that, that would be great. Um, pray for our family, you know, as everybody in here is busy, you know. We have to pay all pay bills. We're all busy doing life. And so ministry, job, all of that takes time, but also family, uh, my family personally. Just pray for us as we come alongside. I get to take my third child to the Dominican Republic with us uh, in, in, in June. So that'll be a blessing just to come to work with dad kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, pray, pray for us in that way. Amen. Well, thank you so much. And for, amen. And for those who are in the medical community, what an opportunity to come alongside, to support, raise up their arms in prayer, and also to be a part. Because when people graduate and they go out to be doctors, nurses, we're not called to go do a job. We're called to go do a mission. And so these are doctors and nurses that will go all over to do the mission, which is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So be thinking about how this will go forth and spread out continually. The children who come through the children's Alabama Baptist Children's Home, guess what? Someday they're going to graduate from high school. Someday they're going to graduate from college, and they're going to move out, and they're going to be disciples who are discipling others if we pour into them. And so thank you so much for being here. Next, we have Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Justin Patterson. Uh, Justin and I have become... Uh, closer in the last few days as he coaches my son's baseball team. Uh, so I call him coach. We've only lost one game. I was hoping to say we were undefeated, but, well, just one, just one. Uh, so Fellowship of Christian Athletes' mission is to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. FCA's focus of ministry is through campus coaches, camps, and community. One of the ways that FCA missions is, uh, mission is carried out is through FCA huddles. Share just a briefly about FCA huddles. Yeah, our, we have three different types of FCA huddles that exist. In our FCA groups that meet, we call them huddles. So we have on-campus huddles, multi-sport huddles, um, in middle school, high school, and college campuses um, where students come a lot of times before school, weekly, sometimes twice a month, sometimes once a month, and they hear about spiritual truth and have an opportunity to discuss that. We also have coaches huddles, which are coaches Bible studies, and we also have uh, community huddles that exist in the context of travel ball teams and club sport teams. To be, do you have to be a pastor to, be, to help out in one of those huddles? So FCA operates to and through the volunteer. Mm -hmm. So we have the FCA huddles. We've got teachers and coaches that are the sponsors of those huddles. We call them huddle coaches. Um, in the travel ball club sport community, that exists of Christian 
dads and, or moms or coaches that want to uh, lead a weekly uh, Bible study with their teams. Amen. So you can be a part of that. Luke 418 has uh, helped out with that. Uh, Brother Matthew has spoken at huddles. I've spoken at huddles. Um, when we were working with Theodore Football, we were doing that in conjunction with FCA. Um, Luke 418 has also uh, helped provide food for the huddles during uh, some of those times. And uh, some of the ways that you can serve uh, with FCA is to help out with a huddle, to help out with events that they have. You'll have larger events where literally sometimes they say, hey, we just need people that can help make sure that the water coolers are filled up and brought back and forth. And you may think that that's just a, a minuscule job or a little job, but, but what it does is it allows them to be free to, to pour in and minister. Church, we are to raise their arms up. And sometimes that's simply filling up water coolers for the kingdom, for the glory of God. And so thank you so much. Can you think of anything in, in 30 seconds that you could share about, um, y'all like that 30-second thing, um, anything in 30 seconds that you can share of opportunity that how Luke 418 could help? Yeah, kind of already mentioned with the volunteer, FCA operates to and through the volunteer. So in our four areas of ministry, which are campus, coaches, camps, and community, we have a lot of volunteer opportunities in all of those settings, and also a lot of a lot of prayer needs for all those ministry settings as well. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. You. All right. Next, we have Home of Grace. This is Miss Kim Turner. Home of Grace uh, works with women that are 18 years and older with drug and alcohol addiction. Uh, most have lost all due to drugs and alcohol. Uh, the program's a 90-day uh, program, which they can extend and can stay in grad dorms up to a year, help them get a job. They are in classes during the day, uh, coping skills, parenting skills, and survivor skills. Uh, Brother Fred was dear to Miss Doris Littleton, um, who just uh, passed away. And, you know, I... When I, when I heard that she had passed away, all I could think about was her up there leading the choir and them singing and her directing it and Brother Fred just, just going, woo, this is awesome. Because every time she led and the ladies sang, Brother Fred would always hit me and go, woo, that is awesome. And for those who know Brother Fred dearly, you, you know what I mean. I can't do the woo like he could. Um, but uh, just just share briefly, so many, uh, the, the ladies come and, and they spend the 90 days helping them to transition ultimately to a place where they're able to uh, live a sustainable life, so to say. And a lot of them, you said, come from abuse and um, so. Yes, a lot of them come from abuse, from uh, years of drug addiction. Some of them are young, they're not so many years, but they've, it's really brought them down. And so, yes, it's a 90-day program, and uh, we have uh, counselors on site. I'm one of the counselors there. Um, they meet with us once a week. They go through all the, um, we do all uh, classes on all addictions, from meth to alcohol. Um, they uh, learn uh, coping skills, how to learn when they get out there, anger management, because some of them are angry. But um, it's everything, the physical through the spiritual, whatever they need while they're there. Amen. And... Some of the things that you can help with is uh, during the summertime, campus yard needs maintenance, uh, great need for help and support during the summer, equipment provided, 
working with the staff, providing meals for 35 to 40 ladies. Is there anything in 30 seconds that you could share about a need that, oh, you wrote well, it you down. Said, I, I like this. I wrote it down because I don't want to forget. But you said most of it, yes, we definitely need grass cutting and weed eating. We're uh, we some women, but we need some men to help us, you know. Amen. And women, if you know how to cut grass and weed eat, okay. Um, we also need laundry detergent, paper products, um, because, you know, we have, to, we have a lot of women we have to um, wash clothes for and feed. So, and then, like you said, a meal to the ladies. If you just come out one day, call us on the phone and say, you want to bring a meal for the ladies? That helps with our grocery bill. I mean, we are, we are thankful for anything. We're so thankful for y'all's support already. Thank you so much. And um, also, um, I have T-shirts and um, a couple of Miss Doris's books if, if you want to buy those out in the lobby. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Next, we have Light of the Village, and uh, Miss Morgan is here. If you have not been to the campus of Light of the Village, it is, uh, it's just an incredible place to go. And I'll tell you, and I know this isn't in my notes, and you probably weren't going to mention this, but y'all have a wall there of pictures. And when you see that wall, those pictures are those who have passed away, um, who have been through the ministry. And it will give you just a reality of what's going on down in the light of the village. But the beautiful thing is that they're bringing the light in the village. And they're bringing the gospel. Um, light of the village, it's 19 years, is that correct? 19? 20. 20 years. 20 years, that's awesome. Um, they conduct Sunday morning Bible studies for adults, teens, and children. Uh, they've completed 19th season, you're in your 20th year. Um, of an eight-week summer Bible camps that serves 400 inner-city children. They operate in four different locations in Mobile. Um, they serve three days a week after-school programs, serving over 100 uh, youth. Um, they serve in intense reading programs uh, to select elementary students, providing also job skills workshops weekly as part of gang intervention program. They've established a teen night. Uh, for the teenagers on Wednesday and the Light of the Village candles. Um, you know that whenever you purchase those, which we always, we often, we do have in the visitor's table, uh, I think throughout the year. But when you purchase one of those, it's not just helping financially. It's also helping these students learn entrepreneurship skills. And uh, so it's a, a full cycle of just how God's using the candle ministry uh, I love this. Last year, you had many professions of faith and 24 baptisms. Praise the Lord. Church, we got to get excited about that. So Luke 418 has supplied Christmas gifts and Easter bags, uh, community lunch um, before COVID. Um, we're selling those candles, and they'll be in the lobby even today. And, you know, just, just share briefly how we can be involved, how we can help um, Light of the Village. So... Okay, I would like to first say Community Lunch is back, and several of you were there this past Thursday, and it was fantastic. Amen. Um, Luke 418 has been so good to us, and we are so thankful. Um, so, I mean, big needs coming up. We are going to do six weeks of summer Bible camp, which is like vacation Bible school, but for six weeks. And, of course, everything that we offer to our kids, teens, families, always, always free of charge. Um, and so we're gearing up for that. Uh, we have hired several college-age interns, but we are still in need of kind of that um, 
that group, if you know anybody who might be interested, please send them our way. Uh, they can find the application on our website, lightofthevillage.org. Um, and then, for you guys to consider, to pray about, um, we need families who are willing to take our interns into your homes and Amen. host them for the Amen. summer. Um, those who are University of Mobile students, the university has opened its doors for them to be able to stay on campus, but those who are from out of town need um, families. That could be someone who's single or retired or younger or with, chil with children or not with children. It doesn't matter as long as we have willing hearts who, are, um, who feel gifted and in uh, hospitality and want to open their homes for Amen. a student. Um, of course, staying involved with community lunch when uh, that opens back up next school year, fantastic. Um, but then this summer, we'll have a need for um, feeding our interns several times throughout the summer. Um, and then on Tuesday nights, we'll continue to do our ladies' night. And so uh, maybe some of you would be interested to come and help with child care during ladies' night. That'd be fantastic. Um, and then... I don't know, maybe a life group could do a food drive for when our pantry gets a little bit low. Um, we have families come through all the time who um, just are low on groceries and who have need. And so it's a beautiful thing to be able to send them uh, with something to bless them. And Amen. so just all kinds of things. So just let us know um, how we can help you find a way to plug in. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Next, we have the Mobile Area Interfaith Conference. Y'all want to come on up? Or We have uh, Reverend Singleton, uh, Miss Jackson, and Luke 418's very own Tommy Williams. So the chaplaincy program is housed in the Mobile Metro County Jail and offers multiple programs through community partnerships. Uh, these programs are designed to educate and to equip um, individuals to live a healthy, productive life. Um, and I always mess up this word, but reducing re recidivism, that is a tough word. Um, that is, for those who don't know that word, say it again. Recidivism. Recidivism. That is how often people come out of jail and then back in to jail. And so hoping to or helping to reduce that. Um, I believe that this is correct. I'll give the mic over here. Um, I believe this is correct, but, but Christian-based um, ministries have the lowest recidivism rate um, whenever you look at Christian ministries that are in jails and, and prisons. Is that correct? Yes, uh, just to follow up on that, one of the guys that was a key uh, major player in the chaplaincy was Kenny Davis, and he was a guy that had been to prison, even in Metro County Jail. And through the ministry, the chaplaincy, he came back from prison and became the chaplain. Oh, wow. And his legacy lives on now. Praise and kind of opened the door for me and gave me a roadmap on how to help those guys, you know, get back on, the, on their feet. Amen. Yes. So uh, throughout this year, we've uh, given at Luke 418 uh, hygiene and supplies. Uh, Tommy is ministering there weekly. Uh, share just a little bit about what you're doing, Tommy. Uh, now, you're there uh, a, a lot more now, right? Yes, yes, more. They, the best way to describe what I do there is what one of the offers calls me wild. <laughs> so Tommy comes and prays with me on Monday mornings, and then he goes to jail right afterwards. And so he's always like, David, I got to go to jail. And I was like, okay, 
So pray for his prayer ministry. <laughs> pray. Listen, yes, uh, man, I love doing that. I love, uh, I wish there were some guys, members of this church that I met at jail. They went to Mission of Hope, got saved, been disciple ever since. It's a Amen. wonderful opportunity, and God, thank God for it. I just love praying with the guys, bringing the guys. We're, I'm going to, later on, we're going to read a quick list but, of things I take to the guys, but okay. it's a great blessing. So some of the ways that you can get involved is the hygiene items. I think that's the list that you probably have. Monetary donations. Um, donate books to their library. Church, if you have Christian books that... I mean, that would be awesome that, that we can give. Uh, you know, most of our books now are on these things, right? So some of us have books that, that we would be willing to donate, um, hardback books. Um, and then what they call uh, whites, which is socks, underwear, and T-shirts. Um, and then you want to share your, your list of, um, as I said earlier, 30 seconds or less. Yeah, I, just... I know you say what you mean, you mean what you say. Uh, just real quickly, things that uh, Sunday school classes or individual could, we always need Bibles, soft book of paper, hygiene items. We, we'll give more details about that if you come to the table after this. It's real specific what they'll allow to spring. White t-shirts, socks, undergarments for men or women. Uh, I, uh, reading glasses, plastic reading glasses, and uh, and also we got a GED program. One of the only, I think we're the only jail in the state that has a GED, a GED program. So all educational books and magazines are very beneficial, and we can tell you more details uh, at, at the uh, table. And please, I pray everybody will reread Luke. 418 and realize why every one of us are doing this. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you all so much for being here today. You know what I love about this day is that you're seeing how Luke 418 partners with all these different ministries. You may say, David, I'm not... Uh, I'm not in the jail ministry. Well, if you're part of Luke 418, you're in the jail ministry. You may say, David, I'm, I'm not part of foster care. Well, if you're here at Luke 418, you're a part of foster care um, or FCA and all these things. This is what I love about a day like today to focus in on our local partnerships. Next, we have Mobile County Sheriff's Office Chaplains C Board with Chaplain Philip Snodgrass and... Uh, Philip, I just want you to know, uh, I've, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but you have been such an encouragement to me, and uh, all of y'all have been, um, but when uh, just the time that we have talked, and, and I know that you knew Brother Fred very dearly, and just through those times, I just want you to know what an encouragement, and as we supported and walked together through the funeral just recently, and just uh, th those, those partnerships have meant quite a bit, um, the the Ch uh, the the chaplaincy look now I'm now I'm struggling with boards uh, the words um, they represent the love and compassion of Christ and the local church I love that they re they represent the local church by meeting the benevolence needs of both the sheriff's department personnel and the citizens of Mobile County. Uh, assist with funeral costs, assisting with utilities over the years. It has become an extension to where deputies will contact him with citizens' needs, uh, including when something happens um, tragically that you go and, and minister to that family. Can you imagine um, in that moment of need when you find out about something that's so tragic and there's a believer in Christ who can share the only hope that you could ever have, and that's in Christ. 
Um, you know, we've worked together in past on funerals, uh, hosted the ceremony for Ronnie's retirement. Uh, and uh, did, did Brother Fred do the ordination for you? Awesome, here at Luke 4.18. And so, um, and then because of the different types of benevolent situations, one of the greatest ways that we can help them is through financial giving. Would you like to share just um, a little bit more about the, the chaplaincy and then also just any way that we could get involved? Uh, I'm honored to be here this morning. It's a, it's a blessing for us to be able to take Jesus Christ into the darkest places in this world. Literally, what we find is people who have zero contact with churches, with pastors, with faith, and we're able to minister to them and to share with them the love of Jesus in the midst of their tragedies. What you can do for me is pray for me. I'm going to be selfish. You pray that I'll be in the right place at the mm -hmm. right time with the right message. Amen. Amen. And also, you can continue to give to your uh, missions partners here, uh, your missions funds here, because what we do now, I'm paid by the, by the Mobile County. Uh, I'm taken care of. But what we have now is a benevolence fund that we can take and minister to people in the streets. We can minister to our deputies as well. We've fixed roofs. We've uh, paid for utilities. One of the neatest things that I've seen over the last couple of years is this is it is now becoming a, an extension into my deputies themselves. They're now ministering with the funds that you give. Amen. You know, they call me, go, Chaplain, you got to help. We got a family under a bridge. They need a hotel room. I go, Roger that. You know, how much is it? You know, so we're mm -hmm. able to actually help them minister to other people Amen. in the name of the church, in the name of, of Jesus. And um, so thank you very much for that because it gives us an aspect of it. I say this one thing about it, and that is this, is that we are getting your hugs and your tears. Amen. Because Amen. when we hand it to them, it, it, it blows them away that there's somebody out there that can help them in their Amen. time of need. And they hug us for you. Amen. 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 So, thank thank you. you. Next we have the mission of hope. Um, Brandon Westcott is, is Julia, uh, would you like to come up with us? And Miss Julia is over as the women's director. Um, and so we have the mission of hope and the women's ministry is, is it also the mission of hope or is it, I thought there was another, well, it's all mission of hope, all under the mission of hope. Uh, covering. The Mission of Hope is a three-month inpatient Christian drug and alcohol recovery program. Uh, they have multiple campuses, one for the, the men's, one for the women, and one for children, right? Um, their mission statement is breaking chains of addiction through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we believe that deliverance from the addiction comes through Jesus Christ and through the lives are saved and families are restored. The program comes at no cost for a client, and that is because God provides generously uh, through churches. And, uh, you know, we have been a church who has given to the Mission of Hope. And actually, not only do we give to the Mission of Hope, uh, but whenever we send somebody to the Mission of Hope, we also uh, try to give extra to help pay for what the needs are for that particular person. Uh, members of Luke 418 have preached out there. Brother Oliver Cagle, uh, Roy Stebbins. Uh, I, I was there on Good Friday, uh, 9.30 in the morning. You know you have a sunrise service even on Good Friday. And um, some of the ways that we can be helping them is by prayer, uh, the greatest of all need. Um, 
And then also, uh, they're looking for volunteers for work projects on both campuses. They have a used clothes and furniture uh, store that you can donate to that helps provide for the ministry and appliances that help support the ministry. Um, would you all like to share just uh, anything else about the ministry, but also just something, any other way that we could help or support? Oh, um, just, it's an awesome ministry. Uh, it's a three-month ministry, like he said. Uh, it's people that come in broken and uh, distraught from uh, drug addiction and alcoholism. Um, we, we need uh, encouragers on both campuses. We have our Naomi team and our Barnabas team. Uh, and we basically just need people that are going to come and, and encourage these men and women uh, who are just down. Uh, they, are, they are pretty much lost everything. And uh, they really need that. Um, we have some work projects specifically. Uh, we're about to open our men's halfway house back up on Moffett Road. We, could, we need some help with some roofing and some minor maintenance and deep cleaning. Uh, our women's campus needs help with some landscaping. And um, they have a uh, walk-in freezer. I don't know if, if, if anybody has any knowledge of anybody that could help with something like that. But there's, there's always something to help with. But we... Uh, like you said, we first and foremost need your prayer. Amen. Your, put us at the top of your prayer list. Amen. Well, thank you all. And this is what I love is that you may not, you may not be able to uh, cut the grass uh, at a place. You may not be able to financially do something here or there, but you can go and encourage. Church encouraging you are part of the body of Christ doing that. Thank you all for, for coming and, and sharing. Amen. Next, we have the Pasco home. Um, we have Rocky and uh, Tasha and then um, and Philip, who are here with us. Um, I had an opportunity to go and visit uh, at Pasco just the other day. Uh, they are a ministry where uh, physical and spiritual Christian outreach, it's a nine-month uh, Christian-based transitional home for men and women, um, they accept people out of prison, jail, or um, or if they're in need of that 90-day program. Fundamentally, is to live a successful without drugs and alcohol through Bible studies, church services. Uh, also, they have women's and children's facilities on campus, which I, I thought was just was incredible to go and see how y'all are running everything over there. Uh, we provide a, a monthly meal right now. Um, a couple month, a couple meals per month. Um, you, many of y'all know that Miss Barbara Barbara has helped out there. Uh, she actually took us on the tour, um, and then also uh, they're still in need of a a lot of maintenance work and and different things that y'all have that as you're changing what used to be a church facility into a. Um, more of a 90-day uh, place. You also have the clothing closet. You said that that one is constantly being turned uh, around and always needing help there. Need for retired or licensed counselors. Um, there's the projects, cleaning supplies, um, and, and other projects that we mentioned, painting, flooring, and different things. Um, would you all like to share just, uh, just a few... Uh, a few things that we could do uh, to help uh, and, and serve alongside. Yes, it is a blessing to be here, and I thank you for all that you guys do for our um, facility. Mm -hmm. We do have a men and women's program and a women and children's on our women's campus. Um, our biggest need right now is redoing all the AC system work in the women's facility. It's about 12,000 square feet. 
Um, we also are in dire need of ministry vehicles. We don't have any working ministry vehicles at the women's facility and only one at the men. We got four or five don't work. <laughs> we do. So if you know how to work on vehicles. <laughs> if you know how to would... work on vehicles or if you have a vehicle you want to donate, we would gladly and uh, greatly appreciate that. We do have 13 women right now and four children that live there full time. Um, and our men's facility is also full. So we do need some transportation needs. Um, especially. Amen. Well, thank you all so much for being here today. Amen. So we have a few more ministry partners. My goal was to be done by 945. That's not going to happen. Uh, so we're just going to continue forward and make sure that we have enough time to have donuts and also meet with everybody. So I want to make sure we have plenty of time for everybody here. Um, so, so we'll continue forward. We next have the Victory Health Partner. Um, this is Kim um, and then uh, is it Carrie? Awesome. So we have Kim and Carrie. So the Victory Health Partner is a Christ-centered nonprofit medical practice providing a full spectrum of uh, health care needs for adults who do not have health insurance. Um, one of the things that I noticed on here was that in 2021, y'all provided over $60 million worth of prescriptions for those in need. That is incredible. Um, in 20 years, they have served 35,000 patients, 25 counties in Alabama, 11 in Mississippi, and also in, in Florida. These are people who would not be able to get health care in any other situation, but now they are able to come and to receive that here um, counseling, mental health, surgery, uh, dental, um, the op optometry, and many different things. Um, one of the ways that we've helped uh, is just by attending and going to be a part of the banquet that y'all have had uh, in the past. And some of the ways that they have shared that we could help is medical background uh, can work directly with patients, triage, help clinical staff, need help in the front answering phones, uh, administrative uh, those help in uh, dispensary of sorting and ordering medical, uh, medical, what's MP? Nurse practitioner. Oh, NP, nurse practitioner. Um, I, I was going to get there in just a second. Um, and to help raise awareness within the family and friends in the community and also uh, different supplies that they would need. Share just a little bit about the ministry uh, at Victory Health and... Um, yes. Well, Partners was put in our name very purposely, and it's partners like Luke 418 who equip us and empower us to not only meet our patients' physical needs, but we get to share the love of Jesus. Amen. And um, within the exam rooms, our doctors have unique opportunities, and our doctors are fortunate to have as much time um, with our patients that Amen. they need. And so not only are they caring for their diabetes, but they get to share the love and hope of Jesus. Um, and it's just such an authentic way to share what Jesus did. He, teach, he preached and he healed, Amen. and that's what we do each and every day. Um, something we always need, volunteers, financial support like we all all need, but um, something just to keep victory top of mind and top of heart. There are patients within your families, within pews right now, the people that we know who might not have access to health care, and we want to reach them before they've had to delay their health care and they end up in the emergency room. Amen. So we want to get them before so that we can restore their health and more importantly, their hope. Amen. And think about this for a moment. It's in those moments that people are thinking about what's going to happen after, after death. I mean, when you're in a situation where you have a medical situation that is, you start hearing a diagnosis, you start hearing these different things, 
Well, they're going to start thinking. I can't tell you how many people have come to me and said, David, it was in that moment where I realized that I'm not going to be here forever. In a medical situation that they said, then I realized I started asking questions and to have godly people to pour in and speak the gospel, which will give you the only hope that you can find, which is in Jesus Christ. Thank you all so much for being here. Amen. All right, next we have Jim from the Waterfront Rescue Mission. So the Waterfront Rescue Mission, um, demonstrating God's goodness by providing rescue and recovery services in the name of Jesus. I know you all have uh, day services for both men and women, but then you also have uh, an overnight for men only. Um, the day services that they have is clothing closets, they get lunch, um, they, can, they go to chapel services in the evening, and, and mail is available, which is a, a, a huge thing. You may not think that that's a big thing, but that is huge um, for someone who doesn't have a place. Uh, they do partner with different agencies like the VA, McKinsey Place uh, for women. Uh, they have the overnight shelter for the men, as I shared, that has dinner and breakfast, and then also the GED classes, uh, Ransom Ministry is a partner uh, with y'all to, to work on that GED, is that, is that correct? And uh, the goals is ultimately for the men uh, or for them to ultimately uh, find reliable transportation, secure a job, savings account, housing secured, so that they can then continue forward. You know, I always tell people it's not a hand out, it's a hand up. It's to help somebody out of that lowest point, that lowest place. And the only way that we can help people in that place is through Jesus Christ. Um, ways that we can help serve is to serve in various capacities, uh, groups serving meals, they need van drivers uh, for doctor's appointments and, and interviews, uh, they need day service for people on Tuesday and Thursdays to help with a clothing closet, check people in, get homeless IDs, need mentors for guys in the work program. Um, after they're out of the mission. Can you uh, share with us just a little bit more in, in any other way that we could also uh, minister? Sure. Thank you. Uh, we, we first of all want to thank Luke 418 mm -hmm. and, and all the churches in the area that, that partner with many of us. Um, we wouldn't be uh, in the ministry at all um, if it weren't for you. So thank you so much for that. Uh, prayer, obviously, uh, cover us in prayer. We uh, covet that every day. Um, we are a, a Christ-headed, um, uh, led, uh, gospel-infused ministry. Mm -hmm. And so what, the first thing we want to do with all these guys uh, and the families during the day services is to show them the only hope, which mm -hmm. is Christ. Um, and we do that primarily through our partners and volunteers, the servants that come in. We have many churches that send serve groups, that send, uh, whether it's their Sunday school class or... Um, uh, you know, ministry teams within the church that want to reach outside the walls. Um, they come and serve meals with the guys. They come, uh, we have speakers. Uh, Tommy is one of our speakers that uh, is faithful and, and we're thankful for him. Yeah. Uh, so there are so many different ways to serve. You've mentioned many of them. Men, we need mentors for our, our guys in the, in the programs that we have. Uh, we have programs that deal with um, uh, those that have jobs. They just don't have, they have uh, housing insecurity, and so we're helping them with Housing First and some of their partners to get permanent housing. 
but they need mentors to take them to the next step. Discipling Amen. really is what we're talking about, walking alongside them and giving them the gospel worldview that they need. So Amen. Uh, we have a clothing closet. Uh, we have some 60 guys right now overnight that come in in the evening and go out the next morning. Um, and these guys live on the streets and uh, what they carry on their back. And Amen. so, um, you know, underwear, um, uh, I guess for ladies, intimate apparel is what we should say. But, uh, you know, clothing of, of all kinds, but especially, um, uh, you know, shorts, T-shirts, just things that, because it's a turnover. They, they wear it for two or three days and then it gets discarded. They, they don't have money to go to the laundry, that kind of thing. So um, we have, I happen to be the coordinator for the volunteer services. Um, I like serving, servants mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. I like that name better also for the servants ministry. Uh, so if you have uh, an opportunity, you have a, a small group here and you, you, you want to know how you can touch the community, um, this is a great way. And these guys need, uh, next to Jesus, more than anything else, they need to know that there are people that care about them. Amen. Because they come in with a broken relationship with God, broken families, and they're broken. Amen. And uh, we have a saying on our wall that says, um, if you don't have a friend in the world, you'll find one here. And um, that's sort of our heartbeat. Well, thank you thank so you. much. Amen. All right. And then we have the Women's Resource Center. We have Miss Marty and Kristen are coming. And I have to tell y'all that, now y'all are going to think I'm biased by saying this, but they had the best banquet of all because they had cotton candy at their banquet. And I, listen, I, I was eating that well before dinner was served. So I, uh, I, I, told, I told my wife when I got there, I said, you know what, this is the best banquet ever. They have cotton candy and all the candy that you can eat. Um, but the mission of the Women's Resource Center is a faith-based ministry. Uh, it's to provide medically, I love how y'all say this, medically accurate information about pregnancy, fetal development, lifestyle issues, and their related services. The reason I like that is because the only place you're going to find accurate information is the Word of God. And so to give that accurate information the truth of uh, what life is, and that is through Christ alone. Uh, they do three different things. Prevent, prevention, Empower to Thrive is a program used to equip local high school students uh, with the tools they need to create and maintain healthy relationships. Uh, intervention, uh, the medical facility, uh, the resource uh, medical provides confidential sexual health service for men and women from licensed medical professionals. That includes pregnancy testing, STI, uh, STI testing, ultrasounds, and uh, options of counseling. And then empowerment with the empowerment powers, empowered parents, parenting classes or clients learn. And as they learn, they get... Uh, Baby items, they get uh, some, I, I was trying to think of money, but it's not money. It's something that they can use to purchase in your store where they can get, so they earn while they learn, um, at, and that's at no cost to them. Uh, Kristen is a member of Luke 4 team, um, and she works there, and we've attended the, the banquet. The baby bottles is a way that we've also helped and served 
Um, usually we start on Mother's Day, but because of today, we wanted to start today. And so the baby bottles are out there um, for you to pick up at their table. And, uh, you know, Brother Fred was really key in the start of, I think it was then Save a Life. Is that right? Save a Life. And then now it's Women's Resource Center. Um, and I don't know how many of you have heard the story of that, but ultimately, um, Brother Fred was a huge part of the beginnings of this here in the Mobile area. And that's the reason why last year he was even uh, recognized um, for that. Would you like to share just some ways that they could get involved or, or other things about the ministry that I may have missed? So. Sure. Well, thank you, David, Pastor yeah. David and the entire uh, congregation here. We cannot tell you how important it is for us to have the local church supporting what we do. Um, life matters. Mm -hmm. We are in a battle in our nation like none other since Roe v. Wade was passed. We're actually at the point where our Supreme Court justices are about to rule in order to overturn Roe v. Wade. So the very first thing we need you doing is praying that that happen. Amen. That will return the vote to the states. Um, and so the, the states will have the opportunity to um, either legalize or not legalize abortion in their state. But whether Roe v. Wade is overturned or not, the Women's Resource Center is going to continue to be here Amen. doing the things that we have done for the past 38 years. Amen. Pastor Fred was such a vital role in that. It took one person, Debbie Campbell, I know many of you know her, um, saying, yes, God, I want to do something. She went to Pastor Fred, and he said, okay, do it. <laughs> and so she did, but he came alongside her and was such a vital role in what we do. So that's why the church is important. The Baby Bottle Campaign is our second largest fundraiser. Luke 418 was in the top three of the churches last year helping us do that. We raised our most money last year in Baby Bottle. It's vital. We do not receive any federal funding, very few grants, so it really comes from the local church. Amen. We're making a huge impact in our community through our school programs, which is amazing, through our empowered parent moms um, uh, coming to our classes. That's so important for women when they're at the point where they're going to choose life or not to come alongside of them and say, we're going to do life with you. We're going to provide mm -hmm. what you need to make this um, situation easier. But the, the beautiful thing about those classes is they build community. Amen. And so, um, and, we, and we disciple them and we love on them and uh, they, they earn those points in those classes and they shop in the boutique. I know many of y'all have supplied diapers, wipes, car seats, pack and plays. I could go on and on. Amen. And there is a shortage of formula right now, mm -hmm. so we're needing that. But um, I love the main thing is the discipleship, the loving on them, and um, seeing them grow and build that community. So if there's something that any of you want to do, you can uh, volunteer and teach in our classes. You can become a client advocate. We need teachers. We need help in our schools. I would be in every school in Mobile County if I had the people. But it's exciting the impact that we are making mm -hmm. to change the trajectory of this uh, culture. And so to see the impact that we are making through that in order to, that students won't even have to get to the point where they would think about choosing abortion. So we love what we're doing, but we love that you're, we're partnering with you Amen. and making that happen. 
Uh, Kristen is one I call her, and she'll tell you this, our rock star. She's the very voice that you hear when you first walk in or on the phone. My desk is, my office is right next to hers, and this is no lie. I hear it all the time. They come in and say, were you the person on the phone? I tell everybody all the time, God knew I didn't need to be Kristen. <laughs> she hears a lot of things every day, all the time, but she loves people encourages people and just to share this this past year we were able to lead over 76 women and Amen. men to christ Amen. and this is a mission field yes Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. so we are his most treasured creation Amen. and we are to protect that Amen. and so that's what we do every day Amen. thank you all so much for being here amen Well, that is the ministries that we are partnered with here in the city of Mobile, and I'm, we're 15 minutes late, and uh, I'm, I'm often late, um, but I want to just share this, and then I'm going to ask you all to step out in just a second so you all can go to the table, but I want to say this in front of, of all the ministry partners and Luke 418. When we, we want to be the Aaron and the Her, the ones who lift up their arms, and so when we go and ask, how can we serve? How can we be a part? We would like to serve and we want to be a part. We don't go to them and say, let me tell you what I want to come and do. We say, what do you need? How can we bless you? Because what happens when we tell them, this is what I want to do, then it's a burden upon them to try to figure out how they can fit you into that. They're the ones that are the feet on the ground in each particular area. So what we need to do is say, how... How can I come alongside? What would bless you? And if you're not able to do that, well, praise God, there's 12 other ministries here that you could go and say, how could I be a part in that ministry? And so church, I want us to hear this. We are the Aaron and her, not the Moses in this situation. They're the Moses. They're on the ground. We're to lift up their arms and say, how can we bless you? Not how can we be a burden to you, but how can we bless you? So with that being said, I'm going to let y'all step up and head back to the tables. Um, and then church, if you would stay seated for just a moment to let them get out. And I want to share one last thing with you and then we'll be dismissed for donuts. Are they gluten-free donuts? Amen. We'll be dismissed here in just a moment for donuts, coffee, and you can go to all the different tables um, and you can... Uh, see each of them. Now, I do want to share this with you, church. The reason that they're here today is so that you can hear and that we can partner, that we can be with them. You didn't even know half, probably half the people that we were supporting. Now you know about it and we can be a part. Community groups and life groups, think of a way that you could go and be together at one of these locations. Family units, Think of a way, hey, could I go and take my family to show my children me and them see me and us together serving Christ? See, and, 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 but don't be so zealous that you're going to go sign and say, I want to be at all of these. I want to go serve at all of these. Let the Lord lead you to where you could be a part of. When you go out into the tables, there will be places for you to sign up. If you're interested in more for, from their ministry, uh, we will have a, a, a copy of that. They'll have a copy of that because we want to help you get connected. Listen, we have been a giving church and we have been a going church. And today, I want the whole church to be that going church to see the call 
as we go out, this map will be moved out to the back. And it's been sitting here the whole time. We asked you a long time ago to put red dots everywhere that you live. Now you'll be able to see the ministries. They're on here. And you'll see how we have clusters of people around each of these ministries. You could say, hey, that's a close ministry to me. I'm going to help and be a part. Or I'm just going to be praying for the ministry that's in my back door. Right next to where I am. Church. May we be the church, and may we go in Christ. As I said last week, we're on a mission trip, and it starts right now as we leave these doors in Mobile, Alabama. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We praise you. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for all that you are doing here at Luke 418. We thank you for what you're doing in these ministries and how you have bestowed just your grace and mercy upon them, oh God. And now I pray, Lord, that we would continue to raise their arms up in support. Continue to bless them, oh God. Lord, we do pray that this food will come to the nourishment of our bodies and our bodies to your service. And most of all, may your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we're dismissed until 1030. You're welcome to leave your stuff in here if you would like. But please go see all the tables and there's donuts and drinks. I don't think they're gluten-free though. <laughs>